Hello and welcome to the podcast for the Center for Advanced Governmental Studies at Johns Hopkins University. We are a center for research and teaching focusing on government, and we are home to master's degree and certificate programs covering domestic and international politics and policymaking. My name is Colin Paschal, and I'm a faculty member at the center. In our podcast, we aim to provide the latest news and updates from the center, highlight the work of our faculty and students, and feature the insights of experts associated with Johns Hopkins and our friends in Washington, D.C. and across the country. This episode of the podcast is part of a series of conversations with recent graduates from our MA in Government program. I chatted with several recent grads to hear about their experiences completing the thesis project, which is required for all MA in Government students. Please enjoy our conversation. Okay, well, great. Uh, Os, thanks for, thanks for talking with us today about your thesis. Uh, I want to start by just doing a quick personal introduction. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself, what brought you to the MA program, and, and what you do professionally. Okay, well, uh, my name's Oliver Cole, and I'm an officer in the Coast Guard. Um, and I guess I should probably start with a disclaimer to say that my research and my views on my research are mine alone and do not represent the views of the United States government or the Coast Guard. Um, but basically I came to this program because I was looking to get a master's for professional development. And I really liked uh, Johns Hopkins and particularly the advanced academic programs, flexible program options. Um, you know, it, there were the program at the time was offering a nice mix of hybrid online and in-person classes here in DC. And when I first joined the program, I was unsure uh, how, how much I would be in the city. And as it turned out, because I did my master's through the pandemic, that was, that was really useful because everything ended up transitioning online and the program was really well set up for online. So I felt glad that I had, I had chosen uh, this program in retrospect. Um, but that was basically why, why I came to Johns Hopkins was, was to do some professional development. Great. Yeah. So how long were you in the program? Like how quickly were you able to finish? So I finished, I think about as fast as you can finish. I mean, I did basically a year and a half, maybe even a little less. I basically just did four completely consecutive semesters at three, three courses a semester. I did have to get approval from my advisor to take the final research and thesis three course along with electives, but that was very easy. Um, so yeah, I basically started in the fall of uh, 2019 and I'm just graduating now, it's the fall of 2020. Great, and so where did, uh, so the research and thesis sequence is a three course sequence. Where did your first research and thesis class fall in your program? Like when did you start writing the thesis, if you can remember? Yeah, so as I said, I did four semesters. And so my first semester, I took the like capstone master's in government course. And then the second semester, I did research and thesis one, and that's when my thesis started. So then over the summer, I did two. That was the class that uh, you and I did together. And then in the uh, fall, I did three. Great. Okay. So um Tell me a little bit about the, your process for selecting your thesis topic and maybe just give me a, a quick summary of, of what your thesis is about from a, a 10,000 foot perspective. Sure. 
Um, well, my thesis is on the impact of military spending on conflict violence. And so I specifically was looking at conflict violence as deaths in a given conflict. Um, and I came to that thesis through a very roundabout uh, way. I was originally interested in looking at lobbying and how money that was spent on lobbying may influence the national security decision-making process. But I, what I found was that lobbying is just too complex of a topic and it's, it's very hard to quantify the impacts that lobbying may or may not have on the political process because a lot of times things that are going on with lobbying are kind of behind the scenes or they just, the impacts don't really have very measurable outcomes in, in some cases. So I did a literature review my first semester on lobbying and basically found that it just wasn't a topic I felt I could tackle uh, well in a, in, within the scope of this program, within a master's program. And so I pivoted and I said, well, what, I, what is something that I can really measure? That's what I was looking for. Um, and I wanted to do something that was a little bit more quantitative, a little bit more statistical in nature, just because I was an English major as an undergraduate. So I really had very little experience working with data sets and stuff. And I was hoping to gain some of that experience in the program. Um, and so eventually what I came up with was, well, military spending is very quantifiable. It's easy to track for the most part. And conflict violence, especially when you look at something very concrete like deaths, that's also a very quantifiable uh, thing to look at. And so that's that's how I came to my topic. Okay. So you mentioned you were a Coast Guard officer. So how did this fit into your your work, your professional work, or was just this just something that you were sort of interested in and wanted to to look more deeply into? Can you talk a little bit about that um, yeah. that relationship? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, as a Coast Guard officer, I'm very interested in national security and in military affairs and international relations. You know, those are hugely important to the organization. Um, and so I was, you know, I was in the security studies track for that reason. Um, and a topic like this, even though it's probably a little more macro than anything that I will actually do in my job in the near future, um, it's still related to all of those larger disciplines that affect my work each and every day. Um, and so, you know, even taking my thesis and maybe looking at it more narrowly, like something I'd like, would have liked to have done if I'd had more time would be to say, well, you know, now that I've observed conflict, violence and military expenditure, how do these findings translate say to something like law enforcement? Mm -hmm. um, Cause that's a, a unique element that the Coast Guard deals with that a lot of other military mm -hmm. services don't deal with. But actually when you look globally, you realize that in other countries, there are lots of countries where law enforcement and military are very interconnected. And so my research would definitely have implications, say, in places like Afghanistan, where their police and military are, are tightly integrated. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, for me, it's kind of a jumping off point to some of these other discussions and other things that I probably will be looking at professionally in the near term. Yeah, great. So, I mean, that definitely aligns with the experience of a lot of our students. Uh, I mean, folks will come in with a professional background, but sometimes they use the thesis as an opportunity to sort of stretch themselves and look into an area of, of personal interest. So 
I think that's it's great and provides some variety in your your professional and your academic life. So, what were some of the um, you know the main takeaways from your thesis, I and mean, what did you find that maybe was interesting or surprising to you? You know, in short, what did you learn um, as the after going through the thesis process? Sure. Um, well, I would say the biggest thing is that I, I went to the thesis and in fact, I even selected the topic because I felt like there's, there seemed to be this, um, I guess, a, a, just a general assumption that spending more money on military things, whether it's weapons or personnel or vehicles or whatever it might be, is dangerous and would lead to more violence and more deaths. So that was something that I had seen a lot just kind of in the news media I'd heard throughout my life, you know, military spending, you know, is kind of viewed as dangerous or bad somehow, but I didn't really know if that was supported by the data, but I assumed that it was actually. And so when I started looking into it and I realized that in fact, as military expenditure in real terms has increased over the past 30 years, military deaths have gone down. That was surprising to me, actually, and it, it was kind of opposite of what I had expected to find. Um, but it's interesting when you start looking at military spending as a percentage of GDP globally, it actually has gone down. Um, and so you kind of have this interesting phenomenon where you can graph military spending in real terms or as a percent of GDP, and it's the graphs like completely inverted. Um, mm -hmm. And then you look at deaths and deaths have also gone down. So as a percent, like if you look at a, a graph of military spending as a percent of GDP and a graph of deaths in military conflicts, they align very closely. Hmm. But if you look at real spending, it's very divergent. Um, so I, I, to me, what this suggested was that actually military spending in real terms isn't very important. But military spending as a percent of GDP is very important. Um, and it kind of relates, I think, a bit to the idea within NATO that, you know, they want countries to spend 2% of their GDP on military expenditure. Um, because as you follow that graph down and you see that, in fact, military spending as a percent of GDP pretty much has gone down since World War II, it has kind of leveled out at that 2% level. And it seems, at least anecdotally, from the cases that I looked at, most most countries that hit that 2% level or even go a little above 2% generally are pretty stable. But if you go below that and you get to 1.5%, 1% or half a percent of GDP, those countries, I think, have much higher risk of having conflict. And one of the, the case studies I looked at actually was Ethiopia. And I told the defense committee during my defense that is such... I mean, it's a sad, tragic situation, but it, it in some ways proved my conclusions were correct because Ethiopia is a low spending country that where their military expenditure correlates very closely with deaths in the country. Um, and I, I had noted in my conclusion that their spending patterns appear dangerous. And in fact, yeah. as I was turning my thesis in, they got involved in a civil war in the Tigray region that's killed, you know, hundreds, if not thousands, I think it's displaced like 40,000 people. Um, and, and to me, that was just proof positive that what I had been looking at really, really is significant. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, obviously, 
just looking at these two variables in, you know, in isolation, in a sense, it doesn't necessarily give the entire picture, but as a, as a way of um, addressing what might be a sort of a commonly held conception about the relationship between you know, spending going up and, and conflict going up, um, it's interesting to, to get in there and, and look at the data. And, and as you said, some of these relationships may not emerge unless you actually go in and start making graphs and tables, which is exactly what you wanted to do, get, a little, get your hands a little dirtier with some actual right. numbers. So great. Well, thanks again for, for talking with us. I guess I would close with a, one more question here. Um, what, what advice would you have to someone who is uh, maybe thinking about joining the government program or uh, more specifically about someone who might be writing a thesis? What advice would you give them now that you've completed the process? Well, I would say definitely if you can pick a topic of personal interest, you should do that because you're going to be working with your topic for a long period of time you're going to really have to get deep into it you know it's going to be with you for three semesters and if it's not something that you're passionate about or that you're interested in researching it's going to be hard to get through to the end um, i was fortunate in that something that was a personal interest to me was also a professional interest to me so my topic was able to kind of cover everything you know i was doing some work that i felt would eventually be able to relate to my career in the coast guard but also something that I just thought was fascinating. Um, and then I guess the other thing that, that I would say for people who are either just getting into the program or considering it is don't get discouraged in your research if your findings aren't that robust at first or you feel like, well, you're finding things that you didn't expect or you don't know how to interpret your data or analyze your data well at first. Um, just keep forging ahead. You know, I had times where I was thinking, well, my findings aren't that robust. You know, how am I going to frame this or, or what is there to say about it? Um, and as I just kept working with it and I kept visualizing it in different ways and making different graphs and talking to other people in the program and talking to my professors, it really coalesced and it came together in, in a nice way. And I was really happy with the final product. Um, but it was just a, uh, a matter of, of really applying elbow grease, you know, just getting down to it and doing the work and, and just trying to think of more innovative ways to look at the data and to discuss what was going on. Um, and, you know, I think that if you have a topic that you like, you'll be able to do that and, and you'll, you'll be able to find something interesting, you know, almost no matter what your, your research is. Well, that's, that's advice I just take for my own research. I think <laughs> the table, the tables have turned here a bit um, in the course of this conversation. So, well, great. Well, I, I really appreciate your time, Oliver. Thanks for Thank chatting with us and tell us, telling us about your experience. And uh, Happy New Year and best of luck in 2021. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, Happy 2021. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Center for Advanced Governmental Studies at Johns Hopkins University. To learn more about our center, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter or Facebook.